Hello and welcome to the Fellowship of the Stream podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm Van Jesse. <laughs> and I am whatever monster you want me to be. Oh, hear that, ladies? <laughs> oh! <laughs> And today, if you haven't guessed yet, we're talking about 2004's Van Helsing, arguably the greatest film of all time. <laughs> arguably, we can definitely argue it. It's uh, uh, got the most stuff going on in it of any monster movie ever, maybe. Maybe of most- any movie ever? <laughs> <laughs> It definitely had the most swinging from things uh, <laughs> of any movie ever. A lot of swinging, a lot of monsters, a lot of thick Transylvanian accents. A lot of uh, thick Transylvanian fog where you can't really see anything. Yeah, I guess vampires are the villains in this movie. Um, this was my pick. Um, we've, we've, we've sort of danced around Van Helsing a few times and sort of... We, we seem to have a mutual appreciation for it. So it was interesting to go back and see if it lived up to the hype. And well, I had uh, appreciation for it when I was 14. I don't know that I still do. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What about you, Jesse? Um, I also had a big appreciation for it when I was 14. Uh, I haven't seen it for a, in a while as, um, as I guess most of the world, well, I guess most of the world probably doesn't know what the critic consensus of Van Helsing was, yeah. but it, it was, it's a 22 on Rotten Tomatoes. So the most of the world doesn't like it. And I always remember being like, what is wrong with you guys? Are you crazy? But I haven't seen it in a while. So it was fun to go back and watch it and see if I could pick up what they were feeling on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I've always had a, fo- like I knew Van Helsing wasn't beloved critically, but I've always had a fondness for it. And anytime it's on TV, like I'm jumping in totally a good 20 minutes of Van Helsing Um, and going back and seeing it again, like, listen, I'm not going to say Van Helsing is a perfect movie, but (laughs) (laughs) that is not what I was expecting you to say, but it's what a perfect campy movie, but it's damn damn close. (laughs) This is going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ryan's face is just in disbelief gathering his thoughts Ryan's saying oh no we're going through this again uh, this is about to happen the, the weird thing about Van Helsing the weird thing about Van Helsing is that I feel like every part of it is completely interchangeable with the other parts and right. I still after sitting there and watching it I'm pretty sure I have no idea what happened in the movie. Like the plot no. of it, I did not right. follow whatsoever. But I no. thoroughly enjoyed all of it. <laughs> and they tried to explain all of it in like 10 seconds uh, at one point, which uh, didn't really, I didn't follow. But it's okay. You're not wrong. It, it was like as modular as the Frankenstein monster itself. You could just swap a part out here or there. Yeah. And it's still ugly and you want to kill it. <laughs> also, one thing I never realized, I feel like I've seen parts of this movie a billion times, but the ending of the movie was a total <laughs> shock to me. Spoilers Same. for Van Helsing right now. I did not think the main... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I did not think that Kate Beckinsale died in that movie. For <laughs> I had no idea. I, had I was like, wait, no she's no dead? <laughs> total shocked. And I've seen this movie like 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's save the end for the end. That makes uh, sense. 
And okay. let's start with the start. Maybe. Let's start, yeah. Let's start at the middle and then work. <laughs> <on the back. laughs> so work our way in reverse inside out order. <laughs> let's start with some spooky black and white in 19th century Transylvania. Oh my god, I have a lot to say about that. I do not I was not a fan of the black and white. No. Th- this is the problem for me. The movie was a bit too dark for me already. And, totally. And this is just like, let's take out the little bit of color and contrast that there already is and just make it totally like black. It's like, all right, I can't like make it. This is like the last episode of Game of Thrones all over again. <laughs> uh, the second to last. I actually thought yeah. that the the brightness of the black and white scene was mm-hmm. brighter than any other part of the movie that wasn't in daylight. Mm. Yeah, that, that may be true too. I didn't have an issue with the black and white that opens the movie per se, but then after that opening scene ends and it says one year later and it goes to color, I'm like, what year? The difference of like black I and know. white and regular. <laughs> Whenever this movie takes place in like the 1500s or something, it's one year. Uh, you know what? There should be like a movie that's like, takes place in like 2007 black and white one year later in 2008 and it's on color again i feel like you need at least a decade to go from black and white to color <laughs> I think a century i think a century probably a full century i thought i thought what your criticism was was that they jumped from something that looked way uh older to something that looked way newer in one year like uh how about black and white 1950s to one year later 2008 color yeah futuristic um yeah so basically like plot wise in the black and white scene that opens it up it's like a kind of traditional like frankenstein scene dr frankenstein's working on frankenstein's monster and all the townspeople are trying to break into his little laboratory and then we see like dracula pop out and apparently like dracula is like frankenstein's boss or something (laughs) (laughs) just nonsense right from the start (laughs) And then, like, Igor betrays the Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like, did, did uh, Dracula, I think he gave him the castle and equipped his laboratory for him. It was, it was like some weird patron relationship. I don't know what it was. I know. I'm, I'm already, I'm going to throw it out there right now for uh, spinoffs and sequels. I want to see the sequel that the prequel that is Dracula um courting the scientist and trying to be like i love your work i am a huge fan i have this great complex you got to come out you're gonna Jesse, love it how about just a uh network sitcom mockumentary style the office uh related how dracula was the boss that'd be great that's kind of like a, that's like that show what we do in the shadows on FM. yeah there you go yeah um Okay, so yeah, Frankenstein like runs away. The townspeople are breaking in, and and uh, Frankenstein and the monster make their way to the windmill from Sleepy Hollow. That happens to be next door. <laughs> no, this was exactly Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> um, and then they're like running away, and all of a sudden, like, um, that Igor, like an idiot, like calls out to them, and then and then all the townspeople see them and run after them. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we by got the way. This, it, was like a, it was like a climax of a Frankenstein movie 10 minutes in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Igor is um, the, what's his, what's his name from The Mummy? Benny. 
Benny. Benny from the Mummy. Oh, I didn't makeup. Yeah. Also, uh, Steven Summers directed the every Mummy movie made, basically, and Scorpion King. Oh, and really? A bunch of other movies that I could tell you about now if you're interested enough, or I could tell you later. No, tell us now. Um, G.I. Joe, Cobra. G.I. <laughs> Joe, Retaliation. Not to mention The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, The Scorpion King, Scorpion King 2, Scorpion King 3. Uh, also, The Jungle Book from 1994, and oh. 1995's uh, movie that Jesse already referenced once on this series, Tom and Huck. <laughs> wow. That's like low-key a pretty solid, like real solid career. Yeah, that's like that's like knocking on the blockbuster door like over and over right there. <laughs> I, I Almost, know, I'm sorry. For me, for me, like Van Helsing and those Mummy 1 and 2, that's like three real solid movies. Yeah. How do you feel about the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? Because he did that one too and I didn't mention it. I never, I never made it through that one. Yeah. <laughs> But I actually kind of like some of those G.I. Joe movies, too. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Frankenstein presumably dies in a fire, and uh, we cut forward to modern day, where Van Helsing, on the streets of Transylvania, there's a wanted song for Van Helsing, the man with the bandana over his face. This is when the movie started for me. This is when you get that great flamenco... And he has the bandana over his face and the low hat. It's like, oh, he's like Indiana Jones in Transylvania. Mm -hmm. um, and he is chasing down. So there's like a murder. Someone's murdered on the street. And he sees out of the corner of his eye, um, Dr. Jekyll slash Mr. Hyde climbing some big tower. And uh, Van Helsing goes chasing after him. And Mr. Hyde pops out of nowhere and they have a fight and there's like a harpoon cable and they start swinging around. And then uh, Mr. Hyde like falls out of a window and turns back into Mr. Jekyll and dies. Um, great, great rundown of that fight scene. Yeah. yeah good play by play. Zoom, but this, zoom is, off. this is my question. Was that not at the church of Notre Dame? Was I think they said it was in England. Or, oh, it, it was in somewhere else, yeah. It wasn't in Paris? Maybe it was. Yeah. I don't... And I thought it looked like it, too. And I was like... So I thought it was a hunchback of Notre Dame. But then... I don't know. They never... It wasn't. So I was like, maybe maybe I have this all wrong. You, Jesse, they definitely, definitely played the church up to have some importance. But I swear it was in England. Hmm. But you yeah, could be totally right. I could um, be. I also mistake this scene for, for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen every time yeah. I see it. Well, he, that character was in, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as well. Oh, you're right. Nice little crossover. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a fondness for that movie, too. Although that, I think it's not as good as Van Helsing. No. Get out of here. That movie is way better than Van Helsing. But anyway. No way. We'll <laughs> save only, that for Is It Better Than. The best part of League of Extraordinary Men is the title of the movie. Yeah. Get out of here. After the title, it's like, eh, this is kind of stale. Kind wrong, wrong, wrong. Anyway, we uh, see early on how bad of a shot Van Helsing is. I think that's the theme throughout the entire movie. He's just not a good <laughs> shot. We get the we get intro to those horrible buzz saws. Mm. Uh, oh, you mean yeah, the cuff the, on his on his sleeves or that part? The buzz saws? They're like handheld. Yeah, saws. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Whatever. And Andrew, I just wanted to say the uh, hook shot. 
taking out Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde was pretty goofy. I'm not sure how that would have all worked, but whatever. It was a a bad scene in a bad movie, so I'm not going to question it. Wow. <laughs> and the truth finally comes out. He couldn't hold it back any longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty horrible, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so watchable, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not... That's, uh, that's true. It does scoot at times, but go on. Um, okay, so then we get Van Helsing, I think, goes back to, like, his James Bond headquarters in the back. <laughs> Well, he's like, it's like a Q scene, right? Yes. He starts by Carl is Q. Yes. Doing, um, what, is, what is it like repentance or whatever, where you sit in the booth and, and confess your sins? Confession? I think it's called confession. confession yeah. Yeah. And then it's, and then uh, him and the priest have some verbal uh, back and forth repartee. And then the priest opens up like a secret panel and it leads to like his underground headquarters where uh, Van Helsing gets his new tech for this mission. And I just got to say at this, I'm loving this scene. I am always in for an invention inventor showing a secret agent, his new gadget scene, no matter what. (laughs) I just think like the concept of Van Helsing is this like James Bond for these monsters. (laughs) Rock solid. Now, is this the real story of Van Helsing that he is the the guy who kills all, all these true. monsters? It's all true. It's all true and real. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't know this was a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> a reenactment. I don't know. I thought here too was maybe the first time that they tried their hand at exposition. It just didn't quite work for me. They just went over explaining a lot of things really quickly granted it's fun you know the setting was fun we get a, a whimsical carl the cue of, of this uh movie in a way but Go they ahead. explain the gypsies and i don't know the long history of the valerian bloodline or something the, and a scroll they set up they the, set up oh what uh, you jesse Let's say the 1527 PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, 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 that's right. And the silly scroll that doesn't make sense and the insignia on the ring. Mm. I don't know. So they're setting up like the Kate Beckinsale character and she is the descendant of this really important bloodline of what, like Dracula hunters, basically? I think something along those lines. Something like that. They also <laughs> casually mention in here something about him losing his memory and him saving the world and all that stuff. But hmm. And then he gets his new weaponry for the mission, which is like this automatic firing crossbow and this cool light bomb that's never been tested before. And then his, his Q guy, his tech guy, is like, hey, oh. yeah. So, or someone's like, and you're coming with me. And he's like, uh okay (laughs) i guess that makes carl better than q q never went on the mission with bond no although i don't know that carl does so much Mm, well he he's a few key things he he figures out where dracula's lair is true and i think that he was sort of the comic relief of the whole movie yeah 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 also this guy was on fire is the comic relief of the movie Uh, like everything that's happening so outlandish it's just like hard not to laugh at it all and well every scene that he has his hat is hard not to laugh at um this guy was on a roll at this time too the guy that played carl i don't remember everything that he's from but i definitely saw he was in 300 lord of the rings as faramir he had a pretty strong run at this time wait 
That's Boromir's brother in Lord of the Rings? Yes, you can tell that because he doesn't act in any... He just plays the same character. Wow, it is. I can't believe that. What an epic run. He's holding down medieval movies like no other. Um, Well, maybe Sean Penn. I'm not Sean Penn. uh, Sean (laughs) Yes. All right, so they roll into Transylvania to start this mission where they immediately find Kate Beckinsale. Well, after her brother gets turned into a werewolf, or so there was a weird cut from the Vatican MI6 to the uh, some rando tied to a stake in the woods who was the brother, and they capture the werewolf. Yes, I thought that was a great scene. That was up to this point. I think there's no misses for me. (laughs) 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 I'll tell you when the movie takes a little bit of a dive for me, but um. Yeah, so there's this scene where they're trying to capture the werewolf, but the werewolf's breaking out and attacking her. And then her brother is like the werewolf killer guy, and they go off a cliff together. Is that what happens, basically? And uh, scene. And, yeah, basically. Yeah, but, well, he jumps out to shoot the werewolf that's trying to kill her, mm-hmm. and he pushes her out of the way, and then he goes off the cliff. I don't think she goes off the cliff, but the yeah. werewolf and him do. Yeah, that's a good scene. I'm I'm with it. <laughs> it's a solid scene. Solid scene for sure. And then just before they get to Transylvania, we get the uh, questing scene of them going across the the sea and uh, yes. trekking through the snow capped mountains. Yeah. Great questing scene. Fantastic. The movie Fantastic. might be an A plus at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Yes, yeah, so they get to Transylvania and meet Kate Beckinsale, who's like, we don't trust you, Van Helsing. But then we get one of, maybe one of the most memorable scenes of the movie. Um, Dracula's three brides roll up, who we met mm. briefly earlier. And they're flying through the air like wicked witches. And they're shooting at the brides. And there's just like this, it might be like 10 minutes of like these Dracula women flying around, fighting. Um, they're going inside buildings, all sorts of stuff's going down. How and many arrows? Cross. Uh, yeah. How many arrows does Van Helsing have in that cliff? So Dude, many uh, arrows. 10,000, 15,000. <laughs> put a bunch of zeros on it. Is, that's it. The lady vampires are just getting crossbowed left and right, but like it's not stopping them. They can just heal. They're fine. And they're like turning back into regular women and taunting them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I loved them. Uh, uh, the human forms of them, fantastic. And also, uh, Carl made a mention. He said, "Try aiming for their heart." I don't think Van Helsing was aiming at all. No, <laughs> no. Spray and pray. No. <laughs> the only thing that ends up stopping them is that Van Helsing gets some holy water dipped on an arrow. And I like that touch. Yeah, that was fun. And Good, they had, like, that's a clever. Tried- yeah, they like tried to holy water one of them before, but she catches the water. And then Carl's like, Van Helsing, there's a dripping faucet with holy water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might be the best movie ever. Weaponizing <laughs> <laughs> holy water. Yes. And he shoots one of them in the chest and that like causes all of them to freak out and they fly away like all evil. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, so that's that scene in the movie um and then after that whew, 
I don't know. I, 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 wait, time out, time out. I know we talked about that scene a lot already, but there was some good tension when she went down that well. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. Where is she? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Okay, uh, next scene. Next scene. What what happens in the next well, scene? The the town the town freaks out on him because he killed a vampire. Oh yeah. And the town the town is like we hate you, Van Helsing, because they only kill what they need, which is like one, maybe two a month. Uh, let alone, uh, hello, there's like 300 villagers. We're talking about like you're all going to be dead within like 25 years if you're like totally <laughs> cool with the system. Yeah. They're crazy. But I guess the town was like trying to pull some utilitarian thing, huh? <laughs> bad. It was just a bad strategy, just bad arithmetic. Was the great was the white haired top hatted grave digger like the mayor of the town? He seemed certainly to be he, mo- he the most visibly, visible, uh, visually striking, if not, he, I don't know, the actual figurehead, the leader. Go ahead. He is probably related to the cult leader in contact. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Um, yeah, so then they go back to Kate Beckinsale's castle, right? Yeah, well, I think we, there's one quick interaction. I was literally just watching the movie. Uh, there, was, <laughs> <laughs> there was one interaction um, between the Count and his two remaining brides, which I thought was pretty cool. The walking up the wall thing, the... Uh, mm. No vampires suspended upside down. What did you guys think of that? Andrew, I know you were in on it. I know you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's well, like, this is an A plus at this point. For me. 10, 10 out of 10. Big fan. <laughs> Loved it. I, you know, let me ask you guys a question because I thought of this and I was like, this can't be true. Is this like the first Dracula movie in, let's call it 20 years, where he is depressed that he is Dracula and will live forever and isn't just like an evil guy? Or am I forgetting? Like, is that his normal thing? Is Dracula always depressed? No. This was like the... No, I thought that this was like the, the Heath Ledger of yeah. uh, Dracula. Like, that's uh, what I that's thought. What... Some added depth. Yeah. The motivation. Yeah, Dracula gets a lot of screen time. I thought he was pretty good, though. Again, the backstory of the families and the lineages and those things didn't really land for me. Right. Mm. Yeah, I thought Dracula was great. He was fun to watch at all times. Mm-hmm. Very Dracula-esque. <laughs> Dracula-y. Um, uh, did he have the same pull and appeal as Tom Cruise? And Did he just pull you in, Jesse? Like, uh, well, you always... Often described Tom Cruise as can't look away. Is that well, Dracula in this movie? Well, you know, the question is, is Tom Cruise running? You know, are we talking about a Tom Cruise running scene? Because then, of course, yes, Tom Cruise is the most magnetic actor of history. Uh, but, you know, there's scenes where, you know, he's not on fire. And there's scenes where Dracula is like, wow, this is really interesting right now. So, And yeah. literally on fire at, to- literally at one on, time. At least. Yes, literally on fire. Yeah, exactly. All right. I thought he was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty all right. What do you think of him, Andrew? Uh, Dracula? I actually thought... So there's two characters in the movie I think could have been better. Dracula's one of them. 
and Frankenstein's the other. <laughs> no, you mean sloth. What's that? <laughs> you mean sloth. Sloth Frankenstein. Well, you know, Andrew, you're the judge for today's trial, so you can... If, That's if true. Frankenstein was going to be your Jar Jar, you can just say it now and why. That's true. Or you, or you can wait until we get there, but... No, because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna base it off of what I think. I, I base it off of what you say. So Frankenstein was my Jar Jar, because Frankenstein's like could could have been so scary, but he's just like this weird like wailing child the whole time. There's a cure for werewolfism. Van Helsing. Yeah. Have you guys like, seen? Up with him? Have you guys seen uh, Tenacious D? Uh, Pick of Destiny. Yes, yeah. I thought he had. He was giving off some Sasquatch vibes too. Ah, from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dracula. And, uh, I never thought Dracula was bad, but I also thought that like if Dracula had been this like really memorable performance or actor, that this movie would be like remembered in a whole different light. Not not just like a kind of encouraging boss type figure. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because it was weird. Igor and the and the werewolf at this point were just kind of surviving and and uh, operating under his his uh, direction and permission. Yeah, well, well he's putting a bad of, guy crew together. <laughs> yeah, speaking of his bad guy crew, what's up with his minions? Oh <laughs> golly, what was uh, up with them? Like, I don't know if I love them or if I hate them. I I uh, don't know. Uh, I didn't, because they're kind of hysterical, but they're kind of just totally out of nowhere and don't do anything. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. Like, I don't know. And their names were uh, Dwergy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not sure if it actually meant something, but if not, that they couldn't have come up with a dumber name. Dwergy. Dwergy is kind of perfect for a little minion, actually. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you think of the minions, Andrew? Uh, eh, take them or leave them. We're we're in changing the game. Okay. Um. All right. So where are we? Now what we're at our castle. Game? Yeah, they're back at um Kate Beckinsale's castle, and um it's getting dark. The moon's out, and her brother Wolf's out, and Van Helsing goes chasing after him. Um, and he runs away basically, and and Kate Beckinsale tells Van Helsing that there's a cure for werewolfism. So then they go searching what, after. What, what the, I didn't think that he was aware of a cure at that point. I think that he just wanted to kill him. Oh, okay. I have no idea. There was so much happening. Because <laughs> it seemed like, well, spoiler, they reveal at the end, once, spoiler, uh, Van Helsing gets bitten they they reveal that there's a, an antidote and it seemed like that was pretty surprising to everyone so mm. okay okay so they go chasing after her werewolf brother and that leads them to castle frankenstein so so now we're like three percent into the movie <laughs> <laughs> it was like was so long dude i looked at it out i got to like halfway i was like wow i think things like wrapping up and then I paused it. I was like, holy crap, there's another half of this movie. Yes. So this, I think, for me, is where the movie sort of downshifts. And it's and I feel like I've seen everything. And now the second half of the movie is just sort of like playing off a milder version of the first half. Right. 
Um, but the first half up Wait. to this point is A plus material. <laughs> Andrew, are you saying that the second half was just kind of a watery mess, or are you saying that they pulled like some weird Star Wars move, and the second half of the movie is just the same theme <laughs> as the first half of the movie, but played out a little differently, like they did with the the newest trilogy? Yeah, no, the the, the second half is just kind of filler material. Like I've already got, I've already gotten my admission ticket value at this point, and the second half is just sort of like taking it easy, and uh, you know they have their perfunctory fights here and there, up, <laughs> but the the movie's over for my for my opinion. This movie needed to be an hour and a half, and it's two hours and like eleven minutes, and ah. Uh, it just would have been so much tighter if it was an hour and a half. It was like a good 40 minutes where it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. So Jesse, <laughs> this is even uh, further from our point about take 30 minutes out of this movie. And it's, this is it's further. Better. This is take 40 minutes out. Huh? Yes. This is take 40 minutes out. All right. All right. Remember well, that. It, the, the problem with this movie was that they tried to fit I think that there is a whole legend of Van Helsing. I think there's like this whole actual story and backbone to these guys. And I think they tried to put it all in there, like the actual story of the myth of these guys. And it's like, dude, we don't need to know like that he was original Gabriel and Gabriel killed him back in the day. And like, there's all this crazy like stuff happening. It's like, I just want to see Van Helsing kill some cool monsters, call it a day, get out of here. No, yeah, well, this movie was like, five to ten percent story and ninety percent plus action and swinging from things yeah. and shooting things right sure and bad cg and a masquerade which was great though anyway i thought the cg was pretty good for 2004 uh, yeah there were some moments sure. that were a little rough but i thought overall it plays pretty well yeah sure. i actually don't disagree my my uh gripes were early on and it just got better throughout yeah mr hyde was a, a low point in the beginning um the but then, CGI? Like, yeah yes. but then when you get to like all the dracula stuff looks pretty good with like the women flying and when he turns into a bat that all looks pretty good yeah the werewolves yeah. oh the werewolves minus the van housing werewolf were were great I didn't. I didn't even mind the Van Helsing werewolf. I thought he was pretty solid. Yeah. I just thought it looked a little goofy. Like it had some Hugh Jackman look to it. Like long, straight hair. It was just uh, <laughs> kind of silly. But anyway, yeah. Oh, well, I, I'm curious. Why was uh, Castle Frankenstein in Transylvania? Was that a transplant or? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I think yeah, only only really the vampire stuff is in Transylvania in real life. Right. Igor, according to the closed captioning, was speaking Hungarian at times. So oh, Interesting. I, I think, Jesse, to your point, they, this is another example of them just shoehorning as much as they could into this movie. Right. Um, so, yeah, here's where the, the entire plot comes into focus. And I guess the movie is about that Dracula <laughs> is trying to use Frankenstein... To reanimate some bat babies? Well, at first he was using uh, Kate Beckinsale's werewolf brother mm. to try to do it. So, yeah, he was kind of weird. Um, 
self-referential Dracula himself Frankensteining things, right? Mm-hmm. Back to life. Yes. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what happens in the movie after this point. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea that's why he wanted Frankenstein. I thought he just wanted him as like another henchman. And I was like, dude, like you're Dracula. Can't you just get like all the henchmen you need? Or this is another problem I had. So Dracula wanted to steal Frankenstein's monster. It's called Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And then kill Dr. Frankenstein or get rid of Dr. Frankenstein. What I'm saying is, why don't you keep him around to build some more Frankensteins for you? Why are you why are you settled with just one? It's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, speaking in defense of the movie, the little bit of plot that I did catch is that every I think he just needed a body to pull energy from to reanimate or animate the vampire babies and every other body that he used for that kept on dying so frankenstein was his best bet at oh, okay I think okay would be enough enough to do it yes that makes sense but i was so hoping that we were going to get a frankenstein werewolf in this movie oh interesting that could have been good because the first thing he did was hook the werewolf up to the to the Frankenstein chair. And can oh, we, yeah. There's not a single Frankenstein movie made that doesn't have like an ascending metal framed bed no. in it. No, you need that. All you right. need it. So, um, okay. So I'm just going to yada, yada, yada a bit and hit some of the oh, major you points. What's that? You should. Yeah. No, 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 no. Andrew, I think you should describe every action fight sequence in the next 50 <laughs> minutes of the movie. I'll give you two real quick that made me yeah. laugh. There, there were so many things that were just skipping past that made me literally laugh out loud. Uh, like when all the uh, vampire babies came to life and started flying all over the place and Van Helsing yeah. goes, this is where I come in and tries to just start shooting them all. Yeah, with his <laughs> shotgun. Like, dude, there's like 50,000 flying around you. You have like six shots. This is your big move. Like... <laughs> Congratulations. Horrible. And then Benny, Benny the Igor uh, just starts spouting off electronic nonsense. He says, accelerate the generators. Power the dynamos. <laughs> That's great. I don't think they could have stuck in more jargon that just didn't fit. But hmm. And then the baby bats attack the town and pop like a bunch of popcorn. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then there's this big masquerade ball. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, we just skipped over big time stuff. I think. Like Van Helsing uh, and Dracula, a little interaction. Van Helsing uh, tries to stake him. That doesn't work. Gives him oh, the cross. That doesn't work. That was great. Or when he tries to kill him and he goes, I'm already dead. Great scene. And he, um, and he says to Van Helsing, what's it been? 300, 400 years? We get right. our... First little glimpse into what an actual story might be. Yeah, you know, there's still a lot of gems in here. In like this middle, you know, after the great beginning, there's still great parts of this movie that I'm still super into. I think the whole into. thing's watchable. And when you say when you say like cut forty minutes out, I'm not I'm not asking for this movie to be shorter because wow, here's the thing: it's got so much like TNT, four p.m. on a Sunday value. Because you could pop in for the last uh, 20 minutes or so, and it's perfect. 
Like if you don't if you don't sit down and watch it from beginning to end, any part is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, and I'll I'll say this: Carl finds that magical Harry Potter painting. He puts his arm on something, leans against it, and a, a painting flips right. around. Right. Yeah, there's a little something. bit of a like national treasure thing going on in this right. movie. <laughs> oh, and uh, Van Helsing and Kate Beckinsale. What was her name in this? Anna. Yeah, Anna. Yeah. Uh, fall into the Frankenstein's lair. Yep. See, I don't. I don't remember that exactly. This is all the blurriness part where. You know, if you say Van Helsing and Anna fell into a lair, like, yeah, I think that happens like 20 times this movie. They're constantly falling into some dark layer. Yeah, they with swing out a chandelier. <laughs> and they, and they swing out and they fall into another one. Uh, and and there was another really course. funny moment though, inside the cave where Anna says to Frankenstein, she's like, it's like the big uh, conversation. And she said, what do you want? And he says, to live. And then oh. Van Helsing shoots him with 20 darts. <laughs> Right in the back. I did like but that I guess part. Or darts or something. Uh, I did like the part later, though, when Frankenstein was about to fall off the bridge and the comic relief is supposed to be like, but you're supposed to die. And he goes, I want to live. Okay. I, <laughs> I actually took that as a more, uh, as the deepest part of the movie, like kind of a, so the friar is a Catholic uh, who's told to kill something that wants life like that's a pretty big uh commentary right. on pro pro choice pro life pro whatever so right no that was a great scene i like that part of it a lot i just want to know how they got frankenstein out of the lair while he was tranquilized but mm. maybe that'll be a spinoff yes mm. yes yeah um yeah so they trank frankenstein and they go to this masquerade ball nope not yet there there's <laughs> The carriage scene, the carriage jumping the gorge, you're going to jump right over that? Oh. Well, Van Helsing tied the reins of the horse uh, immediately prior to a downed bridge and then also presumes that he can hit them with his horrible aim uh, from on top of the thing. And <laughs> <laughs> Then there was a decoy carriage that also somehow jumped the gorge. Um, they're all riding around on this flaming cart and the werewolf's just up on top. Uh, what what monster carriage scene was better, this one or the Sleepy Hollow one? Mm, Sleepy Hollow for me. Yeah, definitely, way more yeah. believable, more natural. <laughs> uh, and then her brother died, so was, you know he kind of wait stuck around till daybreak until she found him, and then he just died five seconds later. <laughs> uh, and then. Andrew, to your point, we get the uh, proposition of a masquerade ball in Budapest on Halloween. How sick does that sound? That sounds great. I, I didn't, at this point, I was like, what is going on? I've, how did we end up here? Why is he at a dance with her? Uh, um, you know, it was entertaining. It was just as fun to watch as the other parts, which, you know, but I didn't really know what was going on exactly. No. I still don't. <laughs> no ah! idea why, why I've seen where it came from, what it, was, what it achieved or anything. All I know is that at a certain point, Van Helsing is like, all right, we're all vampires. And those two are the good guys. Ah! <laughs> exactly. I, I think they just wanted every moment of this movie to be as much of a spectacle as it could be. So they were just like, ah, let's put a masquerade in. Ah, 
let's put a werewolf and some Winnie Frankenstein in this. And uh, I thought for a second they were going to introduce zombies. Oh. They could. I mean, There's honestly. Like coming out of a tomb or something. I didn't know oh. what that was. I mean, let's be honest. The greatest tragedy of this film is that there never was a sequel. Yes. I don't know. According to the Stephen Summers uh, filmography, there's a Van Helsing London thing. Like, uh, they're like planning a new one? No, this but, was in 2004 also, it looks like. So I don't know what, what that was. What? Maybe it was. Maybe it was a video game or something. Who knows? Yeah, it had to have been. I know they've made a TV show, Van Helsing, like in recent years, but like this movie needed a direct sequel. And clearly at the end of it, it is uh, begging for a sequel. Yes. He just seems ready to go on another mission. They could have made 10 of these. Yep. Honestly, this movie feels a lot like the Fast and Furious movies to me, where they're like so over the top and throw so much at you and are so ridiculous, but like, they, they kind of have a sense of humor about themselves. But that's only the late stage Fast and Furious movies. The early ones, they yeah. were just car, a bunch of dri- guys driving a car trying to steal some VCRs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so at that point, what would they have even done in the sequels to this? They used up all the monsters in the first one. Yeah, but those monsters no, 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 used no. them differently. Hold, like hold we were on. just saying, Frankenstein's the army or something. Zombies. <laughs> mummies. We haven't yeah. seen any mummies. No mummies. No, he already did the mummy. <laughs> oh, you did do the mummy. Actually, you're right. Uh, you could do mummies. You can do um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, you can do uh, Hyde. Oh no, wait, he's dead. They did that. Dead. Also, uh, more werewolves. Let's see what other monsters. Leprechauns. Oh, leprechauns! Ah! <laughs> there are tons of leprechauns. Uh, you could have been trolls trolls plenty of room for trolls phoenix all right i'm gonna i'm gonna use a google here i'm gonna google famous monsters see what we get here swamp thing swamp thing oh yeah. swamp thing swamp thing yes Van housing in a swamp would have been cool he could have drove like a fan <laughs> boat around <laughs> okay here we go we got classic monster movie Monsters. Okay, so we got Dracula, Frankenstein. Oh, oh, the Invisible Man. Mm. Oh, the, the Invisible Man was riveting to film. <laughs> hey, the new nope. Invisible Man was actually really good. Yeah. You mean uh, Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon? No. <laughs> no. But yes, that movie also. <laughs> that, that movie was pretty intense, actually. I thought, yeah. Andrew, maybe you meant to pick that this week. Maybe that was the uh, not classic scary movie or horror movie. Who, who who has the next pick? I think it's Ryan. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, classic, cl- classic uh, horror movie monster. Uh, <laughs> that one. You could do that. There's tons of monsters, as clearly we're demonstrating. All right, should we get back to the movie? Ed Helsing, and- Ed Helsing could have fought an alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Crystal Skull, uh, that'll be the fourth movie in the series. So I guess, uh, you know what? Hugh Jackman in A Phantom of the Opera, where it's kind of a musical, could have worked. Could have been great. Yeah, I could just watch Hugh Jackman in that hat for days. Yes. (laughs) How about Kate Beckinsale in that hat, though? He kind of forced it on her, and it was kind of Oh, yeah, their big Uh, romance scene. He puts the hat on her, and it's huge. 
the hat looked absolutely ridiculous on her. I actually noticed it was like bigger than her head. But honestly, like Kate Beckinsale can do no wrong in this movie. This is probably like the best Kate Beckinsale movie that she's ever looked, at least if I had a vote. Uh, did this movie launch her into the sort of underworld verse? I think um, so. I'm not sure when the first underworld was. She, similar to the director, has just had this like really like under the radar career, but she's like been massively successful. <laughs> right. Like, what is her? Yeah, the first movie? underworld was actually one year before this, so this was like two oh, giants oh. crossing over. Um. Right. Yeah, and what what are what are we thinking chemistry wise between the two of them? Oh, great. I mean. <laughs> I Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale. I mean, who doesn't want to watch them make out? Let's be serious. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? They didn't really. Uh, so no, go they ahead. Didn't, and did that. They did I, thought, the- I thought that like personality wise, I don't know that their chemistry was like off the charts, but they right. were both just like at a point in their career where they were so ridiculously attractive. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't, I can't handle watching the two exactly. of them on screen together. Ah! So, together. <laughs> so I thought she brought a nine and I thought he was kind of flat. So can we get into the, actually, if you guys want to talk about the chemistry anymore, I'll just sit back and listen. But uh, that's about all I have to say about that chemistry. <laughs> Okay. Feel good about the chemistry. Yeah. Well, sit back and listen is also how I felt about the next scene, which was the heavy exposition where Carl just walked around telling him the entire backstory. And, and he brought out all the props to help him explain everything, and they were perfectly <laughs> placed when he was walking around the room. Likely. <laughs> but in two minutes or less, we got the entire story of the movie. Yes. Which is. <laughs> I don't know still. <laughs> Something about uh, an icy mirror door, though. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know either exactly what he was explaining. <laughs> All I know is that something happened, and then there's a door that leads to Dracula's lair. <laughs> yes. Which is pretty sick looking, but... The door is great. Yeah, the door is great. Uh, I thought even the castle on the other side of it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the whole finale really... Like I, the movie, I was teetering a little bit at this point, but then once they start going through the mirror and it's all cold, I'm right back in. <laughs> oh, and at this point, we know that Van Helsing is kind of transforming into his uh, Worgen or you know, where Wolfman form right. uh, because starts becoming a strong boy, jump jumping around uh, with Carl and Kate in his hands. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so they go through the mirror world and they approach this giant castle and they get inside. Um, I guess they're like sneaking around. And at some point they come across Frankenstein who's like, oh, there's a cure for wolfism. <laughs> I know, I thought that was really interesting how, he, I guess he was in a block of ice and they were pulling him up. Yeah. And as they're pulling him up, he sees Van Helsing. He's not even surprised. Oh, hey. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's a cure over there. Go find it and save yourselves. And like, they're like trying to hide out and sneak around and stuff. And he's just talking. Oh, I hey, know. <laughs> Calling him out so hard. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So they. Oh. Yeah, go for Sorry. it. 
Well, Carl just came up with this crazy plan that in my mind hinged on like a 12 second window. Am I wrong in my interpretation of that? He was trying to tell them to wait until Van Helsing turned at midnight mm-hmm. and they would hit him with the cure before the final stroke of uh, maybe that gave him a full hour. I don't know. Well, you know what? I actually, you made, you reminded me of something. I have a bone. I need to pick with you guys and see what you think about this. Carl's light box invention. Oh. Right. Back in the masquerade, the ballroom yeah. place. All right. So apparently it gives off a lot of light, like the power of the sun. Right. Mm-hmm. And he puts, he puts it in the room. When in, in this big palace filled with with vampires, and they leave, palace. and he sets it, right, and he sets it off, and it shines super bright, and the light comes out of every window in the entire palace. Okay, at this point, at this part, I'm saying, I mean, if you're in a room and you shine a really bright light, it's going to be bright in that room. It's not really going to be bright in the whole palace. I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's like a little sun bomb. <laughs> what? I'm blowing through the walls. No, like, that's the, if, that's you the throw, if you throw a room in, in the sun, <laughs> that room's not doing anything. <laughs> what, now, wait, what, was it actually giving off heat or was it just brightness? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Oh, this didn't seem very realistic to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hill you're gonna die on. Yes, I am dying on this hill. I'm taking my soapbox and I'm putting it right on the top. <laughs> I mean, it'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if like he just threw that thing out of nowhere and it did that. But they had a whole like scene devoted to hyping up that orb. So yeah, it gets that. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Uh, not the not the worst thing in this movie. Logic checks out, but that was a cool <laughs> moment where they're because they're getting chased by like a hundred vampires at that masquerade ball, and you're like, I don't know how they're getting out of this. Yeah, and yeah. It. What I will say though is it was pretty inconsequential. It was just like three seconds after they were being chased by everyone, they were safe. Right. Right. And that's where, no that's where a movie like this isn't as good as like a Spielberg movie. Right. Spielberg would have spent like 45 minutes getting out of that masquerade. Right. And this is like, all right, let's go back to Frankenstein's castle. Right. <laughs> we only saw, I think, too, like f- the result of that bomb uh, taking out like five or six of them. So. Right. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so back to uh, Dracula's Ice Fortress. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to the cure. We got to get to that cure. Yeah, so the, this plan starts happening. Um, I don't even remember how they like how the fighting starts, but fighting starts. I, uh, well, I think that's basically the theme of this movie. I don't know how, but everybody's fighting right now. <laughs> <laughs> or swinging. Uh, so... Benny, so uh, Van Helsing told them to split up. The uh, he told them he told Carl and Anna to go with Benny to find the cure, and he was going to go find Dracula. That's how it started. That's it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so Anna ends up like fighting on the roof with the Dracula women. Well, they they stumbled into the cure first. This this one this thing made me laugh the hardest of anything in the movie. The, the cure for the werewolfism was just this red yes. 
syringe. <laughs> what was that? Why? Why? Like, just because so on the nose. Less obvious looking. That's why. <laughs> it was so ridiculously obvious. Like, what? In in some glass orb filled with the most potent acid of all time, also. So, <laughs> and it was through that. Uh, you were Andrew. You mentioned the out the exterior fight between Anna and Alira. It started because <laughs> I'm impressed that you do that, girl's yeah, name. Ryan. For Alira? not liking this, for liking this movie the least by far, you are by far the most knowledgeable <laughs> yeah. on the plot of this movie. You know all the Van Helsing lore. <laughs> you know all their strategies for getting through the different layers. Well, because <laughs> it's one of a few things. It's somebody swung through something. Somebody swung on something. Somebody threw something to somebody else. That's it. <laughs> like, and uh, somebody shot at something. That, four or five plot uh, devices in this. And so at this point in the movie, the only other thing I'll say is there were simultaneous parallel battles going on we had van helsing versus dracula we had the battle of the number twos out on the bridge igor versus <laughs> Igor just chasing carl down with that yeah. and then uh anna versus the chief vampire wife or bride mm. um and a lot of swinging went down but yeah and we must note that van helsing is a werewolf and dracula is a bat person yeah, pretty like, awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know how I felt about this because, like, does Dracula have does he do that? I guess his thing is that he turns into bat, he turns into a bat to fly around. His thing, okay, all right, all right, I'll let this one slide. He's just yeah. usually not like a giant bat, he's not a giant bat, right? A monster bat, okay, yeah. He's usually just got some white makeup on his face and uh, some fangs, <laughs> um. But yeah, and there's like a funny moment in their fight where like they're going at it and Van Helsing's like winning, but then the moon gets covered up by a bunch of clouds and he turns back into a person. And then instead of like attacking him, Dracula also turns back into a person. <laughs> and that confused me. Because you know, Dracula could have killed Van Helsing so many times in this movie. <laughs> yes. But then, then the moon gets uncovered and Van Helsing turns back into a werewolf. And while Dracula is still transforming into a bat again, Van Helsing just grabs him and bites his neck and like kills him. Dude, this, this happens so fast. It's so like, violent, the, the dude, climax, it's so This is the, like the climax of the whole movie, of this whole thing. Like it happened in two seconds. They're just fighting, fighting, fighting. And then, oh, now he's dead. Now he's dying. I was like, wow. So, I'm hearing you say is that a lot of the movie was unnecessarily dragged out and certain key parts were unfortunately rushed. He Dracula deserved a much more epic death than this, I mm -hmm. think. I think the fight was very long and the fight was good, but the actual way he died, it was over in an instant. Mm. We um, had uh, as much time spent seeing werewolf Van Helsing sharpen his claws on something than we did watching uh, Dracula die, I think. Yeah, like he should have died by like like falling down his lair onto like spikes in another lair or, you know, being eaten by his baby vampire bats or like mm. like ending up in the town with all the people that he's killed when like they kill him. You know, something with some drama, not just like, 
Yeah, he, he got slashed and he died. Eat by a wolf, yeah. Jesse, I'd uh, like to see your treatment of this movie. I, yeah. I bet it would have far less swinging. I, all I need is $700 million to shoot it, <laughs> and I'll be good. Um, so simultaneously, there's a little interesting ending between um, Alira, the vampire lady, and Anna on the roof where, like, Alira's about to kill her, and she's, like, saying her plan, and then Anna is like, you shouldn't say, you should have killed me instead of talking. And then <laughs> Carl, like, throws her a spike, and she just, like, spikes the side <laughs> of the vampire lady. I just think uh, that was funny. <laughs> there were, like, two perfectly thrown items beyond 100 <laughs> A lot of good thrown items. <laughs> yeah, if you count the, the thrown buzzsaws too, but that's just to be expected from Van Helsing. But no, Carl himself had like two perfect pitches within 30 seconds of each other. The vial, <laughs> the antidote, I don't, which I don't know why he would throw that, and uh, the steak. Yeah. So I guess from here, like Anna dies. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, her administering yeah. the antidote was just running right at the werewolf. <laughs> Not right. the oh yeah right she runs Van Helsing kills he, like, her pushes he her in like a like a very like inconclusive way like, yeah he like throws her it. on a chair yeah like you see it and you're like oh well clearly she's not actually dead you didn't even see any blood or anything but she is she died but then it's like was she gonna die anyway or like did he kill her it's just very I think he killed her maybe she died of a broken heart yeah it's also it feels very like the end feels very like Romeo and Juliet, except she like stabs him with the antidote. Right. Do you think that they stuck the landing here, Andrew? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> the ending is just like nonsense. Oh my it's, but it it's doesn't not- matter because it's like you're not attached to her character. So like you don't care. What? She's like, she's like the if this is James Bond, she was his love interest that like tragically died, and now in the next one he'll have this other completely new love interest. Right, not unfair. Uh, but I thought that she brought a lot more watchability or believability than Van Helsing. Oh, interesting. 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 I mean, she was a great. She was a great um, sort of peer for him to go up against and take on this one together especially as the first one in this long-running lucrative franchise. (laughs) 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 Okay, so you thought that the the death was bad. How do you feel about how the movie wrapped up its final four or five brightly lit uh, minutes? It was weird to me that she was dead. Like, that was just, like, bizarre. But the shots of him, like, going, going off into the distance and stuff, I'm like... Yes. <laughs> Let's go. On to the next picture. <laughs> the next Tied up perfectly. Yes, exactly. With the Grateful Mink. Frank and Frankenstein's like weirdly like uh, taking a boat out into the water. That was so weird. Like, dude, good luck with those waves with that little <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah he's going to get cast away. No, um, yeah. he literally sailed off into the sunset, but yeah. not. Not before, I guess maybe that was before we had the goofy uh, Star Wars scene with the funeral pyre and the faces mm. in the clouds. 
You guys oh, got that, yeah, right? watch, the like, faces cut or something. The faces in the clouds. I forgot about that. I don't Wait, know if I they pulled like that I really off. Really missed this. Who whose faces were in the clouds? <laughs> Four or five people, uh, at least Kate Beckinsale, with a, a single tear rolling down her cheek, and I think yes. her brother and maybe his whole family. Father. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was it was pretty bad, and this I will give you this little fun fact. It, it was a uh, it was an homage to uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Anna's oh. goat. Carl taps him on the shoulder because he can't see them. Uh, akin to Leia doing the same thing to Luke when he sees Yoda, Obi Wan, and Anakin. Well, that, they're basically equally equally impactful. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That uh, is Van Helsing. Wow! Like, yeah, I can't wait to hear roll credits. Thought. Yeah. Um, shall we dive into awards on Van Helsing? Let's dive in, baby. Well, let's start with the negative. What's your Jar Jar Binks of Van Helsing, Ryan? Uh, I was going to... Uh, so I have an honorable mention. I thought that the uh, end scene with the clouds was kind of... Uh, could have not happened in the movie. would have been just as good. But I, it does add some appeal, some com- comedic value. So I'm going to go with something I've been railing against the entire movie, which is uh, the needless swinging throughout the movie. <laughs> they they used it when they had as a crutch when they had nothing else to do, and I thought just write better, just be better writer, <laughs> be better at your job, and you don't have to put ten swinging scenes in this movie. <laughs> the Jar Jar is the sheer number of times that somebody swang from. Swing. Swung from something to something else. Swunk. Swunk. I swunk <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. Let's see. I think what I'm going to go with is the general darkness of the movie. I feel like they used it to camouflage, to camouflage the CGI that they weren't very confident about. And it made the whole movie really kind of gloomy, a bit more gloomy than I would have hoped it to be. Uh, so yeah, I'm going darkness. Wow, this is tough. Um, swinging is a tough one because if you take the swinging out of Van Helsing, what are you really left with? It's <laughs> <laughs> like that was my favorite part. But yeah, I mean, I love the swinging. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Um, but the darkness also, I never, I don't know, with my, maybe I had the right lighting going on, but I never really, it was never too dark for me. I thought it looked, the, the imagery was stunning. The cinematography was beautiful. Um, and I do agree there was a bit much, like they could have lost a little bit of swinging. So I'll go point Ryan. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right, all right. Who is your sixth man coming off the bench of Van Helsing? Can, can I nominate another category right. that bleeds into this? To do <laughs> you want another award? No, 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 no. I was asking if we can do a different <laughs> award first. Wow. Um, but you know what, Judge Andrew. 
You know what? No, no, no. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do six, man. I got this. Okay, because I believe it's my turn to start, right? Yeah. Okay, my six man is somebody who came out of the gates running, didn't see it happening at all. I mean, like, this might have been the best moment of the movie for me. And, you know, just great action, setting the tone. Like, this is going to be awesome. Like, I didn't even know this guy was going to be in it. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, in the church. Six man. When he's looking at him with the cigar, that big cigar in his mouth, and he's walking around the church, you're like, whoa, this is going to be creepy. Okay. Dr. Jekyll, I guess we only saw Mr. Hyde. We saw Mr. Dr. Well, Jekyll. We see Dr. Jekyll for like a second. So I'm really going Mr. Hyde. Uh, I thought he looked, because of what we said, that he kind of looked like a character from like a late 90s computer video game in <laughs> appearance. I am going to not, uh, I'm not going to allow that, Jesse. The six, and because every other uh, person in this was like, it couldn't be Frankenstein. It couldn't be werewolf. It couldn't be any vampires. It couldn't be Kate. It couldn't be Carl. Everyone had equal screen time. This was the most egalitarian movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the one thing, not even a person, that I think uh, was in the background, just made the movie what it was. And that's going to be the setting of sleepy little Transylvania, the wintry town, uh, 10 out of 10 depiction, I think, of Transylvania, where vampires and Frankenstein and werewolves all (laughs) hail from, apparently. Transylvania gets the sixth thing of the year of the movie. (laughs) Um, Transylvania is good. But I also kind of feel like Transylvania is equal footing as all the other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mr. Hyde. What's that? I was just going to say, when they first set foot in the daylit Transylvania before the uh, vampire queens attacked and when he's getting a talking to from the white-haired, top-hatted, mayoral gravedigger, it's just so good. It is good. That's probably the highlight of the movie. Um, Mr. Hyde's interesting because this movie already has so many characters. Like, it's already stuffed with the Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein and this hunter guy and this other girl. And you're telling me we got Mr. Hyde on top of that? This is the greatest movie ever. That's the, six, that's the definition of the six man because you don't see it coming. It just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, oh my God, he kills Mr. Hyde in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, point Jesse. Woo-hoo! Uh, okay, so what do, we have, what do we have left? We have <laughs> the greatest of all film and what else? And best scene. Best, best scene? scene. Okay. You're not the showrunner of some podcast that talks about movies, are you, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's. You know our formatting so well. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk best scene. Uh, Ryan, you can kick us off. So many to choose from. I know, right? And so many of them that blend together. Uh, and so many of them that happened at least like two or three times, but with just a little different variance to them. 
the masquerade definitely sticks out as something that is totally unique in and of itself. And Jesse, maybe that's what you're going to pick. And maybe that's why I'm saying it to just dilute your, your pick. But the witch I think... <laughs> which which team? Oh, the masquerade. masquerade. No, I think that the best scene of this movie. Um, I gotta stall for a second while I find where my notes start and stop around it. I gotta stall I, for a second while I watch the movie again, real quick. <laughs> 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 Damn, I should have picked the Grave Digger as the sixth man. Um, oh, that so, might have won. Yeah, I think starting from uh, from when they load up the Frankenstein into a little carriage uh, to to cross God knows how many countries to get him to to the Vatican uh, through Van Helsing. Like I said, trying to uh, Ichabod Crane, the vampire queens, and the the decoy carriage, the the horses jumping over an entire gorge. Uh, all with the werewolf on top. You had so much going on in one scene. I thought that was the, the best scene for me. I guess, though. I, I had a big question mark on it because I don't think there was anything that was really good that stood out. <laughs> well, I want to start by saying, let's be honest. Nobody had any idea what happened in that scene that Ryan just said. <laughs> <laughs> Second, I, I would like to say... Honestly, my favorite movie, my favorite scene in this movie was the Mr. Hyde fight scene. However, not going to use it. Not going to use it again. Feed first. <laughs> Feed first. Not going to use it again. Great yo-yo action back and forth with that grappling hook <laughs> going through his body. Great action sequence. Not even going to use Hyde twice. <laughs> I'm going best scene in Van Helsing is actually the traveling montage scenes of them questing into the sunset or into the mountains or into Transylvania over and over again with the flamenco music because it sets the mood. You're like, I'm in for a great ride here. And this is a true adventure flick. Montage traveling questing scenes. Wow, this is tough because I just agree with you both. <laughs> I think the best scene, I think the best scene was the first fight with the ladies flying at them in Transylvania Town Square. Um, that's what I always think of when I think of Van Helsing. But um Oh, you mean but, you mean uh, the the town where I that I rated the sixth <laughs> thing of the movie that got it. Go on. Yes. <laughs> um the, this is a tough one. The carriage scene, I just don't really remember it happening. <laughs> But, and the I know, I know. Based on based on how you conducted yourself earlier, you just want to skip right over this. <laughs> they didn't traveling, it. The traveling scenes are good. I like them, but they don't stick in my mind the same way like Lord of the Rings or something does. And I don't think they're what I think of when I think of Van Helsing as like the best scenes. So all that being considered, based off of what I know of the rest of the movie and how Ryan described his scene. <laughs> Pretty much imagine how it played out. Point Ryan. Oh my God. What a bunch of baloney. <laughs> you don't even remember the scene. At least you remember the scene I'm talking about. Oh, Jesse, I'm sure. I'm sure they were leaping over a canyon and someone's no. falling. So someone's no. No. no, no, it was hold on. Jesse, I'll describe it. It was 10 seconds of Van Helsing at the front of a ship, and yes. then 
two people on horseback yes. riding through some mountains. That's yes, it. that's it. I, I just, I think I described it in as much time as it got screen time. Yes. Well, Ryan did a heck of a job so hyping it up. Oh my god, <laughs> Andrew had no idea what either scenes we picked. For our <laughs> best scenes. <laughs> no, I, I remember the traveling scenes. <laughs> Do you remember six horses uh, clearing an entire valley? No. <laughs> um, all right. Our final our final uh, category on the night, unless Jesse spits some sort of brand new category we've never heard of. I actually <laughs> have an idea for a new category, but... I can't uh, see that possibly happening. I'll save that for later. <laughs> okay. My goof. I got the hottest take of the night. Okay, this is the I greatest think. of all film. Yeah. Um... I would like to start my GOF um, case by asking you guys a series of questions. And I, all I want you to do is say yes or no. Can you guys do that for me? Sure. Is it interesting? Okay. Do you want us to say it at the same time? Do you want us to coordinate and uh, we'll like count down with our fingers and we'll, we'll say yes or no? No, I'm just kidding. Go on. That's exactly what I want. All right. I, I want to ask you guys. Can you remember a better Dracula movie in the past 40 years? We're talking about from 1980. Um, no. That Dracula with Gary Oldman is pretty good. The Francis Ford Coppola one, Dracula. <laughs> so are you saying yes? No, because I mean I love Van Helsing, so I okay, can't. So you're, so you're saying no. I'm just saying there's some contenders. Uh, what did I say? I said I want one word answer. Yes <laughs> or no? All right, no. Okay. Question number two: Can you remember a better Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde movie in the past forty years? <laughs> yes. No. Wait, just yes. Wait, what? What movie? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, talk about this. That doesn't See, count. I want to give, give a bonus shout out to that Doc Jekyll and Mr. Hyde restaurant that was in New York for a while. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Andrew, yes or no? No, no, no. Okay, let me ask another question. Can you guys name a better Frankenstein movie in the past 40 years? Yes. Which one? No. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. The with Robert get, De Niro? Uh, what's his name? Not Al Pacino. Robert De Niro as uh, Frankenstein. You like that one more? Robert De Niro's in a Frankenstein movie? <laughs> he is Frankenstein. Really? And also, Jesse, uh, I guess it's the old, old one is not within 40 years, so no. Okay. Well, no, and yes. But. Can you think of a better werewolf movie besides teen wolf in the past 40 years uh yes i'll say yes for that one which one uh harry potter three american werewolf in london okay well the werewolf was my lowest one <laughs> i am doing what i said i joked about doing last episode and i'm going for the ensemble the monster ensemble <laughs> of frankenstein dracula mr hyde and the werewolf all being in the same movie and possibly being the best movie of that super popular monster in the past 40 years ensemble right. 
the monster on some, the monster squad. And they're all together. <laughs> it's not just one of them. Yeah. You're all going right, for like right. the whole the whole suit. I'm going the for the, soup. the yes. I'm going for the ensemble. Monster soup. Yes. Tough one, tough one to beat. Yeah, and some would say that the only one that could beat the monster ensemble <laughs> is one them all, one Van Helsing himself. But I'm not gonna go with that pick. I'm gonna go with the one who propped Van Helsing up the the fuel to his engine. I'm not even talking about Carl. I'm talking about Anna, Kate Beckinsale. Ooh. She was believable in her role. She she did the whole thing with conviction. She leaned right into that accent that she never dropped out of. I don't even think she faltered. Uh, she brought the chemistry where we were supposed to believe it. Uh, she may have been superhuman. I'm not sure. And she just stole every scene that she was in. It was Kate Beckinsale, the gove. Wow. Oh. Wow. This is tough. Um, because it's such an even movie. Like, I feel like everyone is like an equal part of Van Helsing, this weird, beautiful painting of Van Helsing. Because while I could totally see a sequel without Anna and being fine with it, I could also see a sequel without any of those main three monsters and being fine with it. Um, and Andrew, I will just interject to your earlier point. She was way more than like Bond's side piece in this movie. You know what I mean? Like some of the females. Well, some, of the, and- some of them, yeah, even though they're, they're usually a love interest, like the girl in Casino Royale who like helps them. Modern ones, game. modern ones are and, different. Yeah. But, like sometimes, sometimes they're, they're really good characters. It's just that they happen to not be the main character and they, they're only in it for like one movie usually. Um. But she's really good. I I definitely think when you think of Van Helsing, you think of like both him and her. Um, and yeah, sometimes lightning just strikes. I'm going Point Ryan for the, wow. the tie, right? Yeah, well, all those monsters are good. It is the best monster movie for all of them. But yeah, it's like it's almost like the concept of just Van Helsing and monsters is what's amazing. And I don't really care if it's those three monsters or not. I can't believe Kate just beat Frankenstein, Dracula, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and the Wolfman. Werewolf. She gave hey, her life I don't, to do it. Jesse, uh, you may be keeping score over there. Which categories did you win? Uh, I think uh, Andrew said it was tied 2 2 after this. Yeah, I think it was tied. I think he's. Which categories did you win, Jesse? I think I think he said it was tied two two. I think he said so, but which yes. categories, Jesse? The categories. So the categories yeah. that there. So there was go best scene, sixth man, and Jar Jar. Yes. Yeah. And so we- I guess it's tied. <laughs> uh, I guess it's tied. So which I guess one- we have to go to a tiebreaker. Which one did you win, Jesse? Which? which- <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wait, 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 wait. I wanted to tell you guys something that popped into my head while we were talking about those monsters for a sequel movie. There, you could also use ghosts, witches, and wizards. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, 
Okay, tie two two. Let's go to the tiebreaker. <laughs> so apparently Jesse lost because Ryan won. <laughs> Ryan won. Jar Jar. Jesse only won six. Man, unbelievable. I thought it was tied. That's what I. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man to recount. We'll have to listen to it in a few weeks. <laughs> Find out. Um, so I'll just take a victory lap and. Uh, <laughs> You guys want to talk sequels and spinoffs or? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I, I, I'm i calling Kate Beckinsale comes back as a ghost. Van Helsing has to kill her again. Wow. I could see a situation where it's like um, Van Helsing is heartbroken that she's dead. And he does some sort of like a curse to bring her back. And then zombies come back and they have to fight a zombie army. She's totally coming back. She's got to come back. <laughs> I think that's the whole, the whole plot to you could actually too. another one I want to throw out there. She comes back as a vampire and she's the villain of the sequel. Oh, right? that's good. <sighs> Wonderful. I can't write the sequels as well as you guys can, but I'd I like to a, see the prequel. Oh, I got another one. Ooh, prequel. Oh, yeah. wait, you have a prequel, Ryan? Sure. 1400s Van Helsing killing uh, 1400s uh, Dracula then. There had to have been something. Oh, 1400s? At that point, there were probably, there were probably giants and, and all oh, kinds giants. of Yeah. 1400s Transylvania is totally different than 1550s Transylvania. Oh, totally. Totally different world. Than 1872 Transylvania. It's completely different. Uh, all right, another spinoff. Castaway Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frankenstein please. trying to survive on a, uh, on an island by himself. <laughs> yes, I can see him yelling Wilson pretty pretty well. <laughs> yeah, well, you would totally get attached to Wilson. Wilson! <laughs> I've tried to kill myself a hundred times, but I'm already dead. <laughs> True. I I think Andrew's right. You could have a, an entire series of these movies. Just throw, just randomize the plot and the villains and everything else, and you've got a winning formula for years. Yeah, yeah there could have been twenty Van Helsing. You, you can even go the Lord of the Rings route, and you can fight elves, dwarfs, and goblins. It works. <laughs> Why not? That's totally fit in. Definitely. What uh, couldn't? No, never mind. Um, yes, it's a tragedy. There was never a sequel, yeah. Um, so is it better then? Yeah, is the answer it, <laughs> is it better than Sleepy Hollow? No, I'm going yes, I'm going yes, actually. Wow, and Andrew loves like- Sleepy Hollow. It's just something be a infinitely review. watchable about Van Helsing. Like, there's never a bad time to pop on Van Helsing. <laughs> um, is it better than Interview with the Vampire with Brad Pitt and... Yes. Yes. You're rating this higher than a Tom Cruise movie, Jesse? It, a Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise movie. Right. This movie... Interview with the Vampire. Um, it had some problems. Number one, Tom Cruise didn't run that much in it. Um, 
And it was very, this would, that would actually be a really good one for the podcast. There were just some problems with this movie that were unique. Uh, it also dragged on in its own way. Uh, and it didn't have as much action as this. I'm going Van Helsing. I've never seen it. Uh, Van Helsing, that is. I just made all of this up. Uh, I No. Is Van Helsing better than Blade? Ooh. Yes. I'm going, I'm going yes. I don't know. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Pretty modern. Pretty good. Yeah. It's just too serious. It's not enough yeah. swinging. Right. Not enough swinging. Oh. What do you say? I don't think it is as I don't think it is better than Blade. Hmm. I'd have to watch Blade again. It's been a really long time for me. I think you have Chris Christopherson in there too, and the uh, brother from uh, what's the actor who plays the brother in The Walking Dead? Oh, I forget Doesn't his name. Matter. Yeah, is Van Helsing better than The Mummy? That's what I was about to ask. This is a no. hard question. I think I'm going no. Also. And I think really, this gonna, is the, what do you say, Andrew? Yes. I'm, I'm going yes. You're saying it is better than The Mummy? Yeah. I can Andrew. watch Van Helsing anytime. The Mummy, I can only watch 80% of the time. I'm no. flipped. It's flipped for me. Correct. It's too uh, dark. The Mummy has so much, it has much more comedy, much more bright and, scenes. And mm. Jesse's got a lot more of the um, archaeology that I yes. know. Yes. Right. You. Uh, Andrew, who do you think is a better leading man, though, uh, in this kind of genre? Hugh Jackman or Brendan Fraser? I liked I liked Hugh Jackman. I mean, he's so much more of a character, like Van Helsing versus... They're, like, so different, because Van Helsing, like, is about Hugh Jackman, whereas The Mummy, Brendan Fraser, just happens to be, like, this dude in The Mummy, and it's, like, The Mummy's movie. Um, but I like Hugh Jack. Oh, Brendan Fraser's real good, but I like Hugh Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, is it, uh, than, is it better than The Mummy 2? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'd have to watch that one again, too. <sighs> I kind of like, <laughs> I like the second Mummy movie. Listen, yeah, that. listen, I think they got the same level of like, uh, just badness to them, but I think The Mummy 2 edges it out. Like mm. they go to a hot air balloon. Yeah. We get intro to the rock yeah. as the scorpion, scorpion king. I, just yeah, I, like that. I like that second mummy movie. There's like a cool scene where they're driving a bus and mummies are attacking the right. bus. So which is better, Andrew? Did you say? Um, I still like Van Helsing, but but I like both of those movies. Man can dream. <laughs> I got one more. Um, is this movie better than the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I imagine that it is not. But who knows? Oh, I got one more. Is this better than X2, X-Men United? Yeah. I don't know. It's close, actually. Is that the one that ends in the Statue of Liberty? No, no, that's the first one. This one ends in like uh the frozen Canada. 
And the yeah. and Jean Grey. That's damn good. I think X2 yeah, is the best of the Yeah. I think X2 wins. They both have they both have um Hugh Jackman. Yep. Uh yeah, I guess I'm gonna go fan of Helsing for now. I'd have to watch it again though. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all so right. Final awards or uh, final scores? Yeah, final right. scores. Wow. Wow. Will this get a 10 out of 10? <laughs> question. I'll, I'll go first because I think I'm kind of in the middle here. <laughs> yep. Um, so I thought the movie, you know, I've been pretty clear about parts I didn't like about the movie. It, the first half was great, the second half dragged on. Uh, much too much. It was a bit too dark. Um, and like Franken, I feel like they made the whole second half of the movie for like Frankenstein, and like he only added like like five points to the movie, but like having so much extra took away like eight points. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, seven point eight. Mm. Jesse, I'm not far off of you. Uh, believe it or not. I think this movie for me, it's right around the Ender's Game sort of watchability in my mind. Like I might rather watch Ender's Game most most times. You offer me the choice between the two, really? but it's not. Yeah, but it's not that far off. So I think whatever I gave that, I'm going to give uh, Van Helsing about a six point eight. Uh, we talked about a lot of its flaws. I'm not going to repeat them all here. The swinging. You know, if it had a little less swinging, maybe it's a seven. <laughs> but as it is, it's a dark, blobby, hard to follow, repeated on itself several times, dorky Frankenstein uh, mess, <laughs> but 6.8. Okay, 6.8, 7.8. <sighs> Is Van Helsing a perfect movie? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but wow, it's got a lot of monsters. It's got a lot of swinging. It's got Hugh Jackman. It's got Kate Beckinsale. It's got witchy, weird, flying female vampires. It's got weird vampire babies. The movie's got a lot going for it. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. And not to mention Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde getting murdered in the first 20 minutes. Best part of the movie. That scene was a masterpiece. This is a good movie. <laughs> um, the story's pretty incoherent. I will say that. Aside from that, everything's pretty rock solid. Van Helsing's an 8.7 for me. Wow. <laughs> Okay. It's a technical achievement and it's a shame. It's a damn shame that there was never a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with you on that. Um, How much well, better do you, do you guys think the sequel would have actually been, though? Probably would have been exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> the same. Yeah. And I would have been so on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys? Rate the theoretical sequel for me? No. <laughs> yeah, I think they, the sequel would have been an 8.5 for me. Wouldn't I think probably been like a... Freshness, but... Right. Like 
8.4 for me. Oh, big up, upgrade on the first one, huh, Jesse? Yeah, I think they would have figured out some of their problems. I, I don't think it would be so long. Um, I think the story would be a little tighter. Yeah, 8.4. It was a great performance by uh, Van Helsing, too. Another great Van Helsing performance by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the headlines now. Another great performance. <laughs> All I right. Wonder, I wonder who the main villain would have been. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale uh, as a witch. The mummy. Right. Kate Beckinsale as a witch who came back from, she was a ghost, she's a ghost witch and Van Helsing brings her back to life and she's good to go to be a good guy for the third and final movie of the trilogy. Mm. And Al Pacino plays Satan. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's true. We do need some like, I think in the third one, we need like uh, some God versus Satan kind yes. of. Stakes. The third one would won't be too big. It'll be way too big stakes. Like they'll bring in heaven and hell, and it'll be like you're trying too hard. Like it's just it's too much, and that'll be like that. That one comes out to like a seven point one for me. That's what I was wondering. So you're willing to give the third theoretical Van Helsing a seven point one? Seven point one. They just tried too hard. Like with the whole God and and, yeah. and Satan thing. It gets crazy, and then they have to reboot it with Daniel Craig as Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> Can we... Um, no, never mind. We've, we've beaten this horse. Uh, <laughs> without, without further ado, I think it's time to hear Ryan's pick for All uh, right. watch next time. Ryan. All right. Can't wait. He's been working hard on this pick, I heard. I've been working on it for months, arguably. Uh, but I'm going to pull an Andrew here and let you guys have some sentience in it a bit. Whoa. We're going to have, again, a couple of firsts. It's either going to be, would you rather have uh, an animated kind of flick or something that is uh, musically driven, what some would even call a musical? Huh. Musicals, high risk, high reward. <laughs> My uh, vote is musical. I'm gonna go musical too. I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, it could this could turn out real bad, but no, it's a safe pick because it's it's uh, barely a musical, and uh, the music in it widely uh, critically acclaimed, and the movie itself uh, has an all star cast and all star production uh group we behind all, it we already did mystery men ryan <laughs> <laughs> the superhero genre no uh the musical that we're gonna do the the movie i don't even know if you call it a musical uh oh brother where art thou oh ryan i like this pick i like this pick a lot this may be my favorite ryan pick so far well it's funny it was like the first movie i wrote down when we started doing this thing, <laughs> the first idea that I had. Um, Great pick. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never actually seen this. So oh, perfect. Perfect. I'm glad yeah. to hear uh, your fresh, fresh take. Yeah. Yes. Whew. All right. Well, okay. thank you everybody for listening to us today. And uh, we're checking Especially out. Especially Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> our fan. Our one fan. Yep. So please watch Oh Brother, We're Out Thou before next time. And until then, 
keep on streaming babies and babettes. 